watching Farial taxiing down. You've gotten much better at this, haven't you? I've, I've tried. I think it's you know thanks to the, actually having like a, a throttle that I can grab hold of and actually manipulate actually helps a little bit to kind of know where you are without changing your view all the time. Mm-hmm. Before you just hit keys and. Yeah, it was a big mess before. <laughs> yeah, now it's only a miniature mess. But let's see how we're doing here. Okay, slow yeah. way down. Well, uh, we welcome everyone. Welcome to another podcast episode. Today, we are in the Caribbeans. And this is a very nice place to fly. Um, I I don't think we need to mention again, Far Isle is loving to fly in islands and and everything close to water, as usual. Um, I'll start toggling the pushback so we can get going. We have quite a nice trip today if we look at the VFR map here. Uh, we got quite the airports, uh, some famous one like uh, TNCM and some less famous ones a bit around. Seems like we're going to have a lot of fun doing some landings here. Let's stop that toggle. Also, want to thank Izrito um, for following us. It's very nice of you. Yeah, thank you. And wow, you guys are detaxing. You guys are champs. I am behind. <laughs> no, I just did it so I can get out of everybody's way so I don't like hurt anybody or, <laughs> you know. Wow, my I'm engine curious is if already. this has a big drop off at the end. Never been here before, so this is the first time at this airport. First time on this island. Well, we're actually not that lucky yet. We don't have the uh, the update yet, so. We'll have to see that as it pans out, as we fly. Uh, seems like there's a bit of delay. Usually it's already out. Well, you guys text you quick. I think I'm going to go down to the other end because I, I don't want to get in the way of somebody's uh, takeoff. I don't want to see if this... Ah, it's actually an X here, but I didn't want to invade somebody's... Well, you'll just go invisible if you to. invade. Yeah. <laughs> there's actually a couple of markers here that uh, have big Xs on them, so as usual, I've taken the... Uh, mystery route that's all right there we go oh that's funny tonight we're getting quite a few suggestions um i had wesjet who's been talking about going to uh switzerland um interlaken and then uh ezrito talking about flying in switzerland zurich and also interlaken area so i'm guessing you guys are the same person at this point a little strange guess is right Ah, there we go. I got off the runway in time. Business jet is landing. That would be on. a fun place to fly, honestly. Um, Switzerland, Germany. I know they did a lot of updates that made it a lot better uh, compared to before. I remember the Alps at the beginning were quite horrible. So at least they Our fixed a lot wasn't of that. bad. Well, you know, at we the very beginning, that... when the game came out, the, yeah. Oh, yeah. the mounts, yeah, yeah. they needed Around a lot of fixing. Yeah. So at least... It's maturing, so I would say flights down there would be pretty interesting now. We might do something like this for next week. You know, maybe start somewhere in Switzerland and then kind of go into another region. Why not over Zurich or something? That could be an interesting place. We did Geneva. Geneva didn't look too bad. Yeah, Geneva was fun, even though I want to probably get a little closer to Geneva next time. Try to see Yeah, we just kind of skimmed the lake a little bit. Yeah, so we skimmed it a little. Hey, Bucket. How are you? 
Yeah, that's true. Switzerland has quite some nice frozen lakes. Um, even the Italian um, Alps also have some awesome lakes down there. Uh, that would be very interesting to uh, to take a look at, especially yeah. during summer and winter. Both would be amazing. Now that we have the snow and everything, it's starting to come up. Um, yeah, Bucket, I, I think I'm, I'm doing well today. Um, not too busy. Uh, what about you, Farah? How are you doing today? Good, good. Yeah. Hyped a little bit of a slow day today morning, but I have drank enough caffeine to <laughs> wake me up and I'm ready, yeah. That's good. And it seems like you're not the only one who's ready to here. We got a little group with us, so I think mm -hmm. we need no further introduction. <clears throat> Throttle up. Do it. And I feel bad for lunch money down there who must be seeing this yeah, the group of people. Yeah. <laughs> So, yes, we are at the first airport of the flight plan, and we will be starting our flights. So we have posted the flight plan into the event um, post, so that's on the forum, or also in the Discord, into the event channel. So you should be able to find the link there. Climbing very quickly. Oh, incidentally, if you hear any uh, thumping, the uh, neighbor with the Ibiza has just uh, decided to turn on the disco, so... Hearing a little uh, music in the background. Yeah. <laughs> I like this place, even though it's not necessarily the highest resolution, closest to the ground. Having those little, I I just like the natural features of this area. Yeah, this is gonna be. I figured it'd be a picturesque trip. Sure you know, is. On the way. It'd be quite the trip if we make it all the way down one day. So, you know, a series of them. If this one goes well, we'll just. Yeah, do true. You do have um, you do have a group of, of flight plans to go through. Um, and yes, Iris Rito, this is um, this is default scenery. There's absolutely no add-ons. The only add-on I have right now is just another plane because I used to have one add-on that made me crash, and I didn't get quite the time to go over everything and update all the add-ons because you know eventually if you keep the same add-ons, they'll be out of date. So you need to update them and. If you don't do that regularly, you might end up with something that causes a crash. So I just took off everything. So this is 100% default. Everything. Nice. That's pretty nice, honestly. Even in the cockpit here. But yeah, so far out, you do have a, a set of flight plans that we could use. Um, yeah, to continue all the way down. And then through the ABCs, once you get all the way down to like uh, St. Vincent and the Grenadines. Grenada, and you can uh, begin to work your way over the uh, Netherlands Antilles and Aruba and all that lot, and then take a big jump and go like from that sort of would be the end because you'd continue all the way down the chain. I wanted to put Barbados in it, but it's quite a, a long stretch over water there and back, so unfortunately I had to bypass it. Um, I think maybe some of them even go down to Trinidad if I'm not mistaken. You should um, do like they, uh again up top like can or something work your way down to belize yeah on this one i think like i said i think it goes all the way down to it might go all the way down to trinidad then i go a little west but the problem was i wanted to include obviously you want to go back up to puerto rico and dominican republic and haiti and um because i wanted to get to jamaica so i had a, i had a choice to make which direction to go and 
I could have incorporated Central America and Mexico and the Gulf Coast and Florida, but I've got so many flight plans. I, to be honest, I don't know what to do with them all. That's true. I've and enough, you are doing you. you're doing a world flight solo, aren't you? Yes, I am. By the way, is this water masking we see off to the um, to the right, a little, my left, a little bit here? Uh, it looks like it. Might be a bit, yeah, because it's well, it still remains close to the land. That's one thing for sure, but. I'm going to take a screenshot just to have it for later. Let's see. But yeah, I am doing, uh, I just started my world flight this week, so that's kind of exciting. I'm in, I'm in the caravan, and I am presently in Iqaluit, Nunavut, and I'm about to make the uh, crossing tomorrow to Nook, Greenland. Wow. Uh, my problem is that I've been doing two flights a day. There's an issue with the saving the with saving the flights and being able to retain the flight plan inside them. So I just decided to break them into two. The problem is I keep obviously ending up at my second destination in the pitch dark. And one of them, I made a pretty big mistake. I, I stopped in a little place that I'm familiar with in Ohio. It's in Lake Erie called Put-In Bay. Uh -huh. But Put-In Bay has no lights at night. So Kelly's Island, which is right beside it, luckily it had lights. It's the only one of the small... Yeah. small islands that really had the lights and i'm like wow so i had to divert to that and it's fun though it's giving me a lot of hours and a lot of experience that's true yeah. you're, you're lucky you oh. got that um that one thing because i mean flying vfr that's that's part of the thing is you have those rules that you follow and depending on the plane that you fly you may or may not have uh, an ifr rated plane therefore doing certain flights could be trickier than yeah. others with the timing. Sure. Also, try bring yourself a bit more to the left. <laughs> don't want you deviating oh, yeah, off to the right yep. side. Yeah. Yeah, I am. I just turned a little left, and I just realized. Oh, wait a minute. I don't have my ah, my VFR map is missing. Oh, there we go. Say again. You guys are way off to the right compared to where I'm at. Yeah, I am. I'm a little. I didn't realize I'm. You know what I'm doing as usual is lollygagging, looking at the scenery hmm. when I should be. You know what? Let's try to see if the autopilot murders me. I just might put on. Who knows? The well, one thing for sure is the way flight plans are um, are read by the simulator. It tends to have this curve on waypoints, and therefore it's never a straight line. So even if you have a waypoint that's in the distance, if it's going to create a a large angle, it will round off that angle. Therefore, you, with a ninety degree angle, you wouldn't really go to that middle point that's far away yeah. it would round it off for you so that's yeah. part yeah. of the issue here um i, I wish there was a feature it. for that to kind of turn on or off you know have a i don't know how you'd call it just have a, a precision <clears throat> just a checkbox and just turn that on or off that'd be cool waiting to see if my bravo i just pushed the nav button let's see if it captures it and pulls me yeah it should be here. yeah it is in the gps so you should be able to see your flight oh, plan start from turning, please. is it or is it not it doesn't so yeah I'm sometimes get... the autopilot does not respond the way it should i've seen that happen a few times no it's not but take it off it's usually not a common occurrence anymore it used to be i'm not as familiar with this this one is slightly different than what's in the caravan, I think. So, 
you know, I'm not the most uh, skilled at, uh, I'm just kind of learning how to use it now. And uh, Well, it's difficult to learn, you know, the, the Garmin's, you know, the, these are pretty specific, right? You have to understand how it works and the logic is not necessarily the easiest. Um, and, you know, like we talked last week, last Thursday, um, it was nice. It would be very nice to have that uh, learning center or some kind of missions which would teach you at least the basics of how to yeah. input a direct two into your flight plan or how to start a flight plan straight within your plane. So you'd just be able to, to load in. Now, I can understand they did not do that at first because not everything was modeled. Therefore, it would not be an easy thing to to just add like this. So they probably waited off for that. But at least having a, a documentation, if it is even just a PDF um, or some kind of HTML page, the way they did it with FSX, would have been an interesting uh, plus for those willing to learn. Especially nowadays, like these these are not necessarily the the old Steam gauges. Um, if you're like me with the standard version, you pretty much get this GPS. Uh, the Garmin's, you don't really get the Steam gauges. Um, and I'm guessing add-ons will come to fix that, but you have to learn how to use that GPS and how it works. Otherwise, yeah. <laughs> you might be in a bit of trouble. Who knows? Yeah, there's a few things I don't exactly know how to do, so I'm, I'm trying to... I'm looking for a, something specific I... that's in the caravan that I don't see. I need you cross <clears> me <throat> down there. Now it's not the time to be learning to do that. Wow, I'm at 6,000. I'm a little too high, I think. I am... I'm just cruising at 3,000. I see you guys up yeah, there, though. 3,300. Do you get quite a nice view, I have to say. Yeah. This For is sure. quite a nice place. Yeah. I'll be taking a few screenshots um, during yeah, this, this flight. We'll be posting in the, uh, in the forum post. That way we can kind of see different perspectives. That'd be really cool. I want to get my whole screen back on the uh, on the display in my cockpit, but I can't seem to do it. That's weird. Are you are you flying caravan? You said. No, I'm actually in the um, X Cub, and my screen is split. The left side is the synthetic vision, and the right side I have some options. You hit map, and now I have. I actually have the, the VFR map is split on the right side. Yep. But, let's see if I do this. Nope, that didn't work. I do know I that for those to... people who had the issues of the, the Garmin with the right side having the primary flight display options with the bearing pointers and timer, just have to click at the bottom of the primary flight display on the left side. Just like clicking here, for example, that turns it on and off. That is something I had trouble figuring out at first because I thought it was a drag, but of course it was not. Wow, I'm getting a lot of turbulence over these mountains. Wow. Shaking me around a little bit. So are you using a specific preset? And as soon as you say that, I start feeling the bumps too. Yeah, I am just I just chose free cloud, a few clouds this time. Okay, so I'm getting so a... The... I'm just running live weather. It's pretty clear. Yeah, I learned not to risk live weather. Um, <laughs> I used it for times. part of my world flight, but man, alive, the icing and just the power situation, very, very odd. Even last night, I had some 
rather odd things in my caravan as I was flying north. Yeah. Uh, my altitude was held. I'm in a preset. The wind is extremely light. Plenty of fuel, and I'm losing power the further north I go. It was really weird. That's true. Icing grass- has been an issue with a lot of planes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think some. Even though sometimes it's just visual. <laughs> And some other times it is truly it's not. Yeah, it truly is having an effect on it. Yeah, and, um... and that's difficult. But I'm pretty sure it's very warm around here right now. I mean, I would hope to. Oh yeah. Oh man. For sure. I just want to be exactly. right here right now. Imagine. I'm curious about one thing. Oh, there it is. CDI source. How do I change my source? I don't want it to be that. I want it to be something different. Oh, you're trying to switch between the different modes. Click yeah. on your uh, your like heading uh, circle, and it should bring it up. Yeah. CDI yeah, source. Was, what I was trying to do is make that source so that basically the GPS would just follow my magenta line. Yeah, that obviously don't have the OR dialed in or anything. So. Yeah, you go to FMS for flight management system or whatever. System. Yeah. Yeah trying to make it appear but it's only ah there we go it just finally did so now i should at least stop being off course here in a second one thing about my bravo bravo quadrant it's quite dark oh you're actually coming up to uh to you turn it on Oof, to this so nice airport down there we're doing this like big fish hook thing <laughs> yeah it's because there is an airport up there um are we that's... landing at that airport we're gonna land at that airport but you can see there definitely the the map kind of rounded the the line, so it's kind map of. I was like, are you? Uh... Which one are we talking? This Terence Letsom one? I'm unfortunately I'm right over it. Uh, no, we're talking about the next one, Tupa. Okay, can't see that one yet. So, I think the autopilot is working now. I would like to get back my map. So let me see. What do I push? But I mean, feel free to do a touch back. and go, guys, if you're interested for that, because it is a long runway, so. We can have all the fun you want. Ooh. I don't know what it's doing, but I need to stop it. <laughs> it's giving me a rather... The government is crazy. hijacking the plane. That's it. Oh, no. Actually, actually, I think it might be right. It might be correct. Yeah, it is. It's taking me out of... It's just a little bit of a sharp turn, but... Oh, entering some clouds here. Oh, man. Beginning the uh, stretch out over the sea there to... Next... Well, Island. at the speed we've been going oh, yeah. already, it's not going to be a very long stretch, honestly. Well, you know what's weird, though? I had it programmed for that airport, and instead I look, and the turnaround point is out to sea. It's not, it, it's not showing that it went to that airport. That's kind of weird. Yeah, so that's the issue. It's yeah, um... the issue, So Please ignore my weird... Uh, I didn't realize we'd have a few of these, but we're going to continue to that island because there's an airport there. So... Yeah, that's what I was mentioning about. And talking about that, we just got the Feature Discovery Series Episode 10 on Aerodynamics, which just got posted. So that's a great news. So that's the Episode 10 that was delayed from last week that we mentioned uh, and talked about. This is the second Feature Discovery Series episode on Aerodynamics, which means there is an elevated focus on there. There's definitely a lot of stuff they want to talk about. Now that video is out, it means the update is live, which it seems to be as well. So time for a refresh, and we'll take a look once it loads.
I finally got the altitude settled a little bit better. Well, you're way up there. Yeah, I know. I'm slowly going down. I'm at 4,000 feet, but, like, I don't need to. You're almost at, like, 8,000 feet earlier. <laughs> yeah, I know. I tend to um, to look outside a little too much. It's very, very beautiful out there, honestly. Yeah. So that's the difficulty in this sim. Sometimes you don't even want to focus on your instruments. You just want to look outside. Next thing you know, you have people who might just be streaming like the side of a of a plane like this while they roll their flights. They have like a second camera like this, and you put it on the TV and you just watch that all afternoon. Who knows? While you're doing other stuff. I know some people listen to to things in the background while they do other work. I guess that I could got be fly, I got flight controls at my toilet. No, <laughs> oh. <laughs> a little TV How and unique. everything. Well, you sure you can stay there forever. <laughs> You're going to stay in control no matter what, right? You're going to have a hard time with shared cockpit there. You have control. No, you don't. <laughs> I have control everywhere. And that would be a lot of fun, imagine. You could survive hours down there. Oh, yeah. Looking around. I guess I'm still kind of futzing around with the... um. The autopilot because it's a little bit different so i'm somewhat reluctant to touch certain things because i don't know what it's going to do and then i don't know how to get it back so <laughs> are you on nav mode and flight director i am i yeah i have i have my altitude and my nav are now held so i'm doing good there um i have a split screen uh one half is synthetic vision and the other half is the vfr map in the in the beginning i had just the entire screen was um the synthetic vision, but I actually like this because now I don't need that other little window open. Just so I can take a look around a little bit. I can at least I have that little map, so I don't have to open the VFR VFR map. So this stretch. Uh, Twix Tricks is doing a good go. job of following me right there. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. This is obviously the island that it's meant to have gone at least onto the island. I'm pretty sure there's an airstrip there. I made I made the made the route quite a while ago so normally i will do that as a habit to say okay if you needed an alternate or if you needed an airport after a lot of water i always made sure that the waypoint if there was a an airstrip there or an airport there i usually would pick that as the next waypoint just out of habit in the old days pretending like you're going going over these dangerous stretches of water in an itty bitty plane there you might want to touch down and see what's going on. So usually uh, the waypoints are airports. Not that you have to land at every single one of them, but it would be helpful. So we do have a runway on that island to come from the west side. Yeah, so that I, figured, be... I figured I did, so it would be odd. And for sure, the little loop that's there, I'm going to have to shut off autopilot at that point. But um, that little loop is not intended. So if you're looking at your VFR, you see the turnaround that's well short of the island. That's what we were talking about, the weirdness of, of the flight planner sometimes. Uh, yeah, you'll you want report. to be left of that line if you want to have a good grab on that runway. Yeah, I think I'm going to... How many miles away we got? Now imagine an engine failure now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah thanks uh -huh. a lot. 
<laughs> yeah. Glad I don't have that thing running yet. I'd have like a life raft in the back seat or something. Oh yeah, for sure. I wouldn't go over open water without anything like that. Like something. in my world flight, I I calculated the weight for life vests and water, uh, basic foodstuffs, and a life raft. So I added that into the um to the caravan there. I just loaded the caravan with everybody in my mind. Mom, my stepdad, my grandparents, my pets, mm-hmm. a few friends. So we got like. But you'd have to count the food as well. It's, right? like a, it's like a party bus. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> it isn't because sometimes, sometimes when I have to land abruptly, because, you know, I don't have a lot of experience flying in the absolute pitch dark. So when I discovered that put, put in bay didn't have any lights, and I'm like, I don't see any lights out. Yeah, like a real, like a no shit moment. Uh-huh. Yeah, because I, I've been flying for like four hours, so I'm like, you're low on fuel. It's dark. Yeah, well, I the fuel part was pretty good, but just the idea that okay, there's the synthetic vision, but I'm not really used to using it. Although obviously I had to, but it was like for one split second, I just imagined in my mind. I said, can you imagine if you had these loved ones on this plane, and this suddenly happened? And that you're would like, be tough. I have to land or I'm going to really, it's going to be a bad. So for one split second, in that moment, I thought, Jesus, this would be a really unbelievably nerve-wracking. Luckily, I just, and I did get the perception that I was turning incorrectly. But I kept looking at the synthetic vision and I'm like, I, I thought that I was pointing wing down pretty severely, but I wasn't. And so just relying on the instruments and forcing yourself to accept that you, that you are correct as opposed to paying attention to what you think is going on and then maybe you have spatial disorientation and everything just goes to hell from there. I'm not quite sure on this island where the airport I'm, is. I'm, are you guys uh, landing or not? You guys are flying away. I am. Yeah, we're going for a landing on that. Island on north island. of, uh, on the flight plan, that little. Yeah, yeah Tupa. we're supposed to actually go to that island, but I don't exactly know where Tupa is. I, I wonder if it's this little um, strip. I you have to yeah. zoom in if you want on your yeah. VFR map. It's that thing right there. I'm kind of aiming for it from where I am. Um, yep, that's. I was looking at the map there. I, I just want to be left now. of the flight oh, plan it line. Just, it just appeared anyway. The marker, because I, I forgot to turn them off. Yeah. The, the runway goes like southwest to northeast. Yeah, August. If that's the runway, then yeah. Yeah, that's it. So let's slow down. Imagine having a pair of binoculars in your plane, something that you could zoom in with some optic in a plane. That would be a cool feature. It would be. That way you didn't have to zoom in this way or, you know, from the cockpit. It would kind of is weird. Doesn't do the the good job. I will say something, this simulator, uh, it's great when you've done a long flight and, and, and you're kind of tired and you're, you're getting to the end and you have a, a nicely uh, executed landing. It, it does give you a little bit of sense of satisfaction there, especially after four or five. I think tomorrow's going to be, mm-hmm. I don't know, four, maybe just under four hours, but then I have to try to cross the ice cap to land on the east coast of Greenland, but invariably, and there's only one airport, Kulisuk, 
And I'm thinking, how much do you want to bet that thing's going to have no lights? Um, um, I, might I would say 90%. There's no 90% yeah. chance there's no light because those Nook are usually a very small strips. Airport, right? But yeah, that one I'm like, oh boy. So I would be very bad because invariably I'm going to, if I do that second leg, I'm going to be landing in the dark. But there's no alter there's no alternate airport there, so it'd be cool if we could have some extra lights mod where you'd be able to put, you know, a, a huge bright Something. light on your wing. Yeah. Brighter than the one oh, that's currently yeah. available. For that kind of yeah, that would be neat, wouldn't it? Yeah, and, and it's the kind of thing like, you know, pressing on your radio but night times to turn on the lights at an uncontrolled airport, for example. Those are the kind of details that would really add up in the kind of flight that you're doing. Yeah. Pretty much going out wild alone and hoping for the best, of course. <laughs> I mean, I don't know why I didn't... It didn't dawn on me about Putin Bay. I have no idea why I didn't... Well, I learned my lesson now because now I'm looking at the rest of of where I'm going and it's like, okay, you better make sure. Because I could have made that mistake you? again. Oh, wow, you're right in front of me. <laughs> Never mind. I'm going way fast, so I'm trying to lead off some speed here. Oh, come on, dude. Yeah, you seem good. Well, you seem fine. Let's say that. I like how there's all those trees around. It makes it yeah, a little more of a challenge. Then a lift off again. That wasn't too bad. Thank you, honeycomb. <laughs> Again? How many times they saved you now? Every single time I land, they saved me because it. I would never have land, landed these in the past. I would have been going too fast. I wouldn't be able to control my speed. Glide slope would have been terrible. So for sure, I have to say thank you, Honeycomb, every single time because they've made me look like I'm competent when I guess over time you become competent out of sheer practice and experience, but well, I'm guessing that's what pilots kinda do, right? You eventually gotta learn. I, yeah, some eventually of that you learn stuff. the right way. Oh, let me go inside here, make sure I don't stress out my aircraft. There we go. Oops. Messages coming in on the other PC. <laughs> and there we are. On the ground. Wow. That's a fun little area. Lots of trees around. Just a lonely runway and a few buildings down there. Take a screenshot of everybody. Uh-oh, loud and deadly coming in. <laughs> I like that name. This is the stretch that is a longer one, I believe. It's lovely palm trees. If I had some altitude, wouldn't it? Let's try a vertical speed mode. Just anything that'll get me a little practice on the autopilots, I'm happy to try. Obviously, I need to. That's true. Learn, so. It's the kind of practice you always need. For sure. Tell my buddy where we're flying. Give me one second. Just be waiting a little bit for some to do their landings. Then we'll get going. 
Meanwhile, we have an interesting update okay, from yeah. our little buddies at Asobo. And these guys are giving us some good news and some bad news, I think we can call it that. Uh -oh. Um. So, sadly, we were expecting World Update 3 to come out for the UK, but they do have a slight delay for some cities that they're building. Meanwhile, I think we can take off. Seems like everyone's ready for it. Yeah, let's go. And Pilates will be able to, to join us. Yeah, I'm looping around out here waiting for y'all. We'll be right there. And so, yes, the because of a few cities, um, they're still working on it. So so far, they they've shared a bit. Uh, they shared a small paragraph talking about how they're they're doing their best to make it work. Um, and so they're targeting the release to be just one week after the original uh, update. So it will be next week. Um, but at least they're saying as a result of that wait. You'll have a full 3D London, you know, which is a huge part of this update. And they shared some nice screenshots of Scotland, Ireland, and England. You know, Windsor Castle, uh, Blarney Castle, and of course, uh, the nice force bridges in Scotland. Those are actually really nice because they're all together. So, oh, good. It's quite a nice thing, I'd have to say. I haven't had a chance to look at it, so you're our news. You're our newsman tonight. Exactly. Well, I won't be able to watch the, the Feature Discovery Series uh, Episode 10 on aerodynamics, um, but that's something I plan to definitely analyze and look over for next week, because if there's already an episode on aerodynamics and they're bringing out another one, there's definitely some interesting details that are in there that I want to go through and um, and kind of go further in depth, you know, that's that's part of the thing. Um, apart from that, you know, the rest is pretty standard. They do have some usual SDK updates. Um, I like that they're adding more stuff, you know, more of those tools for the um, scenery editor, allowing people to rename, group, pre-order objects. So that's good for organizing everything. Um, they're doing a lot of tweaks. There is a lot of stuff that has been continued to be announced, to be put on. Um, by the third-party uh, developers. So they're estimating about a 1,000 add-ons released by the end of March, which is quite crazy knowing this was only an August release for the simulator. So that is very cool for us. So far in the marketplace, they have 100 uh, partners approved. So you know, I'm guessing there's going to be a lot of content that is going to start to appear within the next few months because we already had the initial wait. And... We're kind of coming up for this point now where we're done most of the major weights where, you know, they have people have to learn the SDK, um, the tools are still being built. Now is the moment where the tools are finally being built and people are now getting used to it and can finally start really putting more effort into getting that one project to go really um, in details and then output something for us to enjoy. So um, I'm seeing stuff that's going to come up. We know the CRJ from Aerosoft is very close to release. Um, a lot of people are hyped about this because this would be the first true um, CRJ, not only, yes, in general, in the simulator, unless you're uh, counting the 
FSX imports from, from the old FSX CRJ. I wouldn't count that really as an add-on though, um, unless it works 100%, which is not the case. So this is really our first true third-party plane with the features working and, and everything. It's quite a complex plane. So that will be a lot, lot, lot of interesting um, systems to learn and, and go over. Uh, that's something sure. I plan on getting. A lot of people looking forward to that, yep. Well, it's the first true plane that the old community, and I'm saying old, which means the IFR people, people who fly airliners, people who fly um, pretty much with the autopilot, who have been used to big planes uh, compared to now with VFR flying, which got heavily popularized by this amazing scenery. But before that era, everyone was pretty much using those planes because that's what really was uh, a simulator made for. You really had the IFR experience. The VFR was not really there yet. So a lot of people will be going for, for those planes and Aerosoft made the great decision of really working towards that and attempt to um, to be the first on the market and to prove to people they can do something with the SDK. So I would say it's it's very positive up to now and I can't wait to see what comes up after. You know, these it's guys are only starting. For sure, it's an important uh, next step in the simulator because um, Aerosoft's quite confident that anything that you really want to do and anything you want to simulate can be done. And they seem to have a, sort of adopted the... Um, the philosophy, we could say? Yeah, kind of. They've just bought into it and said, okay, this is what has to be done, this is what has to be done. So we're going to learn it. We're going to, you know test well, it out and try it out and they seem to be relatively positive that pretty much whatever complexity you're looking for it can be achieved but it's not going to be achieved the same way as before yeah the first step is always the hardest yeah so i would kind of take aerosoft as the modern company you know the one who really just goes for it R regardless of the difficulty regardless of what comes up they're the first one to go, and they're the first one who are going to be able to profit off of it while also providing a great product. So it's a win-win situation. So that should be a call for the other developers who might be holding off for certain reasons, including the SDK is not complete, or there's no reason to start developing until everything is stable, to maybe start looking at this, because now this is the flag that you know it's it's ready. So we can really start forward into the development. Yeah. Um, which is why things, you know, like the, the FA-39 Vampire from Iris Simulation, you know, was announced. Um, there's some classic Warbirds that are also being worked on. Um, MK-1A Spitfire from Aeroplane Heaven. You know, there, there's quite a few things. And of course, we're not even mentioning um, the other planes, which already exist in you know, the fly-by-wire, the working title, and all of those who are also working on it. I remember that's pretty much... What a lot of people have been requesting from the um, the feedback snapshot, top wish. Um, so that is pretty cool. Another thing is, as usual, that's not really big news, but yeah, there's more stuff in the marketplace update. Um, there's Zero Fighter Typhoon, who's finally been added for 20 bucks USD. Um, a lot of landscape has been added, scenery. So that's cool. Quite a few airports as well. Um, a bit of everything, actually. You know, you get, you get some stuff for the UK, you get some stuff for Canada, the US. So it's starting to diversify slightly. Uh, you even get some some other countries there. So I find that quite a, amazing. 
and finally we're seeing some products getting updated so that is something i'd say is pretty necessary because updates yeah. sometimes are a little slow when it comes to the marketplace i hope they can work that out marketplace updates are still an issue i would say um so for those who are not aware pretty much right now there's no way for a developer to have more than one version of a product on the marketplace so it's a pretty basic just give us that one set of files that you want and then we'll sell that specific thing so there's no version um I won't call it like version history, but I'd say there's diff there, you cannot have more than one version. So if there was a, a very optimized version um, for people who have low-end uh, hardware and a more quality version, that would not be possible at the moment. So they're still trying to work on things like this. I don't know if it's that specific thing being planned, um, but it's part of the difficulties of having a marketplace that works. So, so far, to please everyone, it's difficult to make certain updates and have it work with everyone, 100% of the customer range. So that's probably why we're seeing still a lot of um, third-party stores take care of the add-ons um, until the marketplace can really go through the depth that it requires for a lot of the um, of its add-ons. Are you landing at that airport for I.O.? I actually, I thought I was far enough ahead so to do a touch and go and just... Let's all do a touch and go there. It was right there directly in front of me. So That's I what I thought we were doing, Lana. Are we well, yeah, the oh, thing yeah. is, it doesn't look like it because you have the flight plan that's rounding off the edges here. Yeah, that's, that's a bit of a plan. Bummer. I think if you were yeah. to open in a little nav map, it would uh, it would show you it the lines be, instead of would. rounding off. Yeah, it would. But yeah, that oh, would be the plan. Ooh. Nice. Let's take off. This is a nice island. I like the palm trees. Hey, Looks yeah. A little bit like outside my window. I would so want nice. to go here, like right now. Thank you. Know. Turn. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, you're you're constantly in the heat. Um, <laughs> might not uh, be the the most nice weather well, for for summer. You know what though? Winter. The islands um are quite nice because they have. Uh, a, quite a bit more breeze than we do. We used to have a lot more back in the old days there, um, 80s and 90s. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that's been built up in Florida, so it's really affecting, well, global warming or climate change in it, of its own is, is affecting a lot. But I remember when I was a little kid, it was much cooler. Rarely did it get, get above like 88. And now 88 in July will be considered pleasant. So yeah, these sorry. islands, these islands are warm, but they have a lot. Obviously, they're they're small, and the ocean is really, really gonna give them a nice breeze all the time. So even though it's definitely hot here, especially if the island is small, you'll get a nice, nice gentle breeze to cool you off a little bit. You won't sit there and rest yourself into oblivion. Hey there, um, boss money, <laughs> get up in the air. <laughs> I'm coming. Yep. Hey, all are. Take a picture for everybody. Let's I need go. to look at the flight plan to see where are we going next. Ooh, we oh, we're turn. going straight east. Took... Yep. Got a turn. Is this the big water jump now? I uh, think? yeah, this is the big water jump. Okay. So throttle yes. to a hundred and let's get moving. <laughs> let's see, I'm gonna get up to about 
Uh, remember, everybody, if you're in Cubs, to switch your tank at some point. So you don't run it too low. Yeah, like right here and right yeah, there. I just switched mine, so... Yeah, we should be fine for this. And if we want to do uh, a landing there, if we want to refuel eventually, that we can. Oh, yeah. Because for those like me who don't touch their fuel, so it's at default 50-50. See, I'm already at 26%, just six yeah. gallons on my left, and I'm at 11. I've, I've learned from the world flight, do not forget. Now, the one thing I'm a little concerned oh, about wow. that we could talk about as well is um, trying to get the, the listed range out of your aircraft. I'm not quite sure how that's going to really work. So, this, you know, I I think I've got it to where the caravan can get me about I want to say maybe 840, 860 nautical square miles, but it's supposed to give you 964. And I deliberately made one of my legs extremely challenging. It has 940 nautical miles, but it's from Australia to New Zealand. So there is nowhere to refuel between that. Um... That's a challenging thing. You know what's odd? I don't know if this thing is doing a back course exactly or what it's doing, but... Oh, huh? if it no. acts weird, just turn yeah. it off and don't try to understand. Um, <laughs> I've learned from that because... Um, Shut it off and go, right? Oh, well, yeah. No, the map, never mind. The map just updated. What it was is it was still showing the approach to Virgin Gorda. Oh, okay. Oh, wait a minute. No, that is what it's doing. I don't know exactly what it's doing, but it's taking me back to Virgin Gorda. And I guess now it's going to head out. I guess just the loop I made. Uh, ignore me because, you know, I'm getting used to the autopilot as well, trying yeah. to get experienced in using it. And this one is slightly different than. The caravan, which I've only just begun to truly really dig into. I'm watching a few people on YouTube that are giving some good tutorials and stuff. So I'm sure it'll become second nature in in no time. It's just I sometimes what it is also is I I doubt the way that I have set everything up. So sometimes the autopilot is absolutely correct, and I just think the way that it's behaving is wrong. But it's doing what it should have done. It's just pulling me back onto the correct line. Yeah, I have uh, learned, minute, I though, in the past, by doing some Neofly missions, uh, okay. that, you know, you can't always trust your autopilot. Sometimes it's been doing weird things, so I would just let it do the weird thing and see what it would do. See where I end up, yeah. And That's what I'm doing right now. Usually, most of the times, it ends up being close to a crash or some kind of thing like that. So, at the last I can minute, tell you one other weird. I can tell you one other weird thing. Yeah. Except for flying out to Bermuda. Because I deliberately made myself have to fly from North Carolina out to Bermuda and then back. My entire trip around the world so far is mostly north. So I'm not used to seeing the line point in any other general direction other than a, nor a northerly route. So for me, looking at the VFR and I'm seeing this magenta line go off to the right, I'm like, wait, <laughs> what's right. going on? Yeah, because for four or five days I've been mostly flying north so it's I, I gotta get used to like when i turn around and start heading south once i go from greenland over to the uk eventually and then i'll be heading south all the way down to cape town in south africa so then i'll probably get used to seeing the magenta line pointing down so it's just it's look at what just happened on my stream my shit just like bugged out 
Uh oh. Also, look at my uh inside my plane. Uh oh. Uh -oh. Yep. Let's Where did you that. post that picture? Oh, yeah, so what's happening is he's inside his cockpit like if he was still outside his cockpit. Oh wait, it just fixed itself. Yeah, so what happens there is you would see you would see the pilot inside the seat and then As if usually... you were like in a, it's it's not doing it anymore, but yeah. That's weird. Yeah, and then the inside of your plane would look very, very low resolution, sometimes with barely any textures. But your screens would still be showing up because even in outside mode, you can still see your screen and will still be accurate. So that's one cool thing. Um, oh, wow. Giving it a look from above if you're in the cub. Um, I don't know what causes that, but... <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a bug when you switch between cockpit and outside mode. So sometimes toggling that a few times may fix the issue or just wait until it fixes. Um, there's been occurrences where that workaround doesn't work, though. So you can't have to live with it or... Restart, I guess. I had a plane. Man, this is a long way. This is like 60 miles, right? <clears throat> yeah, this one will be about. Well, if we're going 120, it'll only Better be 30. Make sure days. you had a full tank or some fuel before you did this crossing. Exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> Unfortunately, it was it was no way to get from there to the next airport, and I wanted to go to some of those um really fun airports like uh, St. Bart's and. And Saba, which I've tried to land at Saba a few times, and oof, let me tell you. Oh, now that I'm looking at this flight plan, it misses a couple of the islands. This is really weird how it's done it. Now that I zoom in a little bit, it's it's curving before it actually gets to the islands. So forgive yeah. me on that one. It was not my intention, but... Uh, no, that's, that's the sim. You can't do anything about that. And so far, I don't think a workaround has been found for this where you, you can just have right angles on the yeah. flight plane. Um, and I think well, that I comes from the fact... I to fly to the airport, which is kind of weird because it's not really yeah, that's, a right that's angle. that's from a little nav map, right? Yeah, it's, yeah, I chose the actual airport itself, so I would have thought... I don't remember least... in FSX if it curved it like that, but I do remember the plane would, you know, it wouldn't follow a rigid, you know, angle. No, no, it would not, curve not itself ahead of, yeah. yeah. Otherwise, yeah, the... flat, otherwise, you're going to flat spin. <laughs> That's true. These things, these things used to do that, but I think the simulator, first of all, is not prepared for more than one landing, so it always assumes you have to go from point A to point B. It doesn't take into consideration the fact that you might want to land at, at B and then take off again and land at C all in yeah. one flight plan, or like Pyle does often, you know. Well, as you're trip. setting it up, you should be able to like say touch and go or yeah, land yeah. or whatever. And that's difficult. Make so, notes or whatever. Yeah. In a sense, there's no way for us to tell the plane, you know, at, at this island, I'll actually want to do a touch and go or go down in altitude. So yeah. if you had your, your nav and your VNAV, for example, and, and everything set with the current system, you wouldn't be able to have a full um, automated uh, navigation to, to do all of these unless you would reprogram uh, every time you're, you're playing for this. That would be challenging. I mean, it would I, be a lot. I was watching. Um, I was watching some videos, not to be like off topic, but about uh, instant replay add-on. Yep. Uh, yeah. Which yeah, one, Celtis? Yeah. And I'm like, I I don't know. I forget what the name of it was, but like you could change the angle, like from inside outside, and replay anything. Quite nice. 
Yeah, there's a few basic features that I've been talking to Cookie this week about that I think because the Sobo is new to the entire genre, and I don't know that they had perhaps a lot of time to really mess around with FSX, perhaps, that, that some of the really, really what we think are normal features like um, the ability to save games and they're kind of basic or the ability to change planes while in flight or the replay replay functions. I think that those were because we're so used to them, but I, I, I think that Asobo maybe in the beginning wasn't as used to this, obviously. Maybe they didn't have any experience with it. Or if they did, it was limited. It was time to move on and go to something new, so they were tackling these biggest features. But um, there are a few things that I'm hoping that through the Q&A and things like that, we'll get some information about. Yeah, because like just for features. content creators alone, just making like videos and stuff, that's huge, you know, having that instant replay. Yeah, there's, there's a, an outcry for instant replay. There's an outcry um, a little bit for, the, like we mentioned earlier, the shared cockpit. So that... Um, you can, do like, really you like, can do like a check ride with somebody, you know, like, awesome because like, and like, like teach them that they don't know the plane very well. You can say, I'll exactly. do a check ride with you. You know, you fly exactly. it and I'll tell you what to do. Exactly. Like, what's like happening like now, that. yeah. That would Third-party planes. Imagine flying the CRJ with a co-pilot, learning the actual procedures and going for, you know, a full flight with all the procedures. Then eventually, if yeah. you want an extra yeah. challenge, that's them. You know, you can have all these different layers of complexity, um, and mm -hmm. you can go from just you know flying the small plane to hardcore everything on and yeah. and going complex. So, Fly-by-wire Neo and exactly. and everything. Yeah, but shared cockpit is one feature I'm I'm pretty excited about because they could go a lot more in depth because of the way this simulator is built compared to FSX. Of course, FSX at the beginning they had servers, but GameSpy kind of died, so they had to, um, to switch and they made FSX Steam Edition. Essentially, you can host your server now, so it's um, it's on an individual server basis so you host your own server you'd open up the ports and then people could connect to you um, and very honestly the technology for multiplayer was not updated since 2006 which meant it was a very laggy and choppy experience making you know this multiplayer aspect of flying like the way we're doing right now um, while it is fun to fly it was not very enjoyable when watching you know a plane close to you and yeah. now it's a completely different thing. They have a lot of opportunities because not only can they now open shared cockpit to third-party developers and keep it um, a supported feature out of the box for anyone to try because we have the whole um, multiplayer infrastructure already in place, um, but they can definitely split any kind of, we could call it like a channel where a button gets synchronized between two players and they can do a lot more with that. That's that's a technology that can, I'm not going to say hijacked, but it can be used for more than one purpose. And I think they need, I think they need to sync up some of the more basic stuff first. Like if you have the premium deluxe version, the play, people with the standard version can't see your planes. Mm -hmm. Like I can understand if it's a third party plane, but if it's a one that comes from the official premium deluxe package, mm -hmm. everyone should be able to see it. That's true. Yeah. That's one of the points I was going to go for, but while we're on there, you know, we had this discussion 
a while back about how Microsoft could create an add-on manager that would not only have all the sources for the mods, it would update everything, but also be able to place those add-ons for you in the right directory so everything doesn't get messed up, which is kind of like some of the Kerbal Space Program software that have been made. That way everything is just in one window. You choose, you click OK, it downloads and installs, and it's ready. But then go no, another step about. further um, and, you know, add some more layers. Like if someone else in the area has a livery, then maybe synchronize it with you so you can have that livery and you can see the person with the intended livery. Same for the plane. Have the payware planes or even the higher level up, so deluxe and uh, premium deluxe planes have a maybe a lower resolution because you don't need, you know, to have a very high level of detail when you're seeing other people in other planes but you just need like a lower end model that can be downloaded and put straight into the simulator so you can see what kind of plane you have yeah so uh older programs like il2 like the um, warbird simulator oh, wow. from yeah. it's about 15 it's about 15 years old though the 1946 version if people were flying planes that you didn't have you just sort of download like a skin so you can just see the, the physical representation of outside. You can't see, you don't need the actual mechanics of it or the, the engine uh, mechanics of the, the aircraft. So there were some that were uh, like almost like non-player aircraft that would be in missions or um, some people would, you know, make their own aircraft or make mods for those aircraft. So just you could see, like, yeah, like you just said, like you could play multiplayer and I could at least see your plane even if I couldn't fly it. Yeah, that'd be a good solution. There's a lot sure. of things they can do with this multiplayer. I know they said once the multiplayer would be stable, they'd start building on those features. Um, and eventually Share Cockpit would come with we don't know what else. Because uh, everything else is pure speculation. We are pretty sure there's going to be a Share Cockpit. Don't know when, that's another sad um, little fact. But that is some of the things that would definitely bring a new level to the current simulator because people are kind of getting used to the planes now a lot of people have tried every plane that they wanted to try and are now at the point where it's mostly you know okay well, we'll just fly and try to get new experiences out of it which is discovering the world um a lot of people who were just here just to try the simulator are probably gone by now um just by looking at the steam for example there's some steam data you can get which tells you how many people are active at a time. On average, there's about 5,000 people online per day, um, usually looking at the US time. Uh, that's where a large population is, as well as Europe and Australia. Let's not forget those people. Um, and, you know, that's, that's, that's a good player base. And there is interest for the simulator that keeps building up. So I really want those features to come, but we'll have to wait for the... Um, live q a with the developers uh, sorry i'm just watching that 747-800 they're just <laughs> go over and like, just what is this gonna do is it gonna fly in front of me and just crash in front of my eyes or is it actually flying properly it just seems strange that you can like we're gonna fly to a new island that none of us have been to before so each of our pcs will download all the information for that but during a two-hour flight, we can't download what someone else's plane looks like. That seems odd. It seems yeah. like it would be an easy thing to do. Well, that's what I was saying when I, when I mentioned earlier about some of the things that we would probably take for granted. I'm not so sure because the Sobo didn't have a lot of experience with 
flight simulators that they really took into account or that there was somebody there to say, hey, these features are very common. Um, let's make sure they're in there right from the outset. I think they were trying to tackle some of the more difficult or some of the new technologies and get a head start on those. And then some of the things that are so basic to us, I think they have to, we're going to have to vote those things in. I mean, this, the voting system is a good one, but I do think I saw uh, in the forum today, one person mentioning that they said, you know, a lot of the things that are at the top of the wish list, you know, helicopters or like VR was up there, um, they can be quite complicated. So therefore they would take a long time to implement and they would be very easy to implement. Where there are some basic things like how you save a flight or uh, maybe the replay function wouldn't be quite as difficult as let's say, you know, getting the physics for helicopters, right? So that they were hoping that there would be a way that some of these smaller numbered, lesser voted topics, which are actually relatively easy and pretty functional to the simulator that it would make the everyday simulating experience as far as the mechanics of it um, work a little bit better and give us a few of the things that we're used to seeing from all of the versions. And I'm, I'm hoping that maybe in the Q&A that'll come up or that if people see any of these threads that are really pointing to some basic but functional things that they'll consider, you know, trying to vote that up a little bit to get those things in, because sometimes it's the smallest of things that might not be either available, like this one, for instance, like just being able to see each other's, each other's aircraft, it would greatly enhance the experience. And I don't think it would be an extremely complicated request to be able to pull off. So maybe it wouldn't take as much time or resources. Well, a, a lot of other games have it so you can switch that feature on and off. Like if you're worried about lag or your internet connection, then you can switch yeah. that off. So you're just happy to see default aircraft. That'd work. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully they'll. Well, there, there is, you know, the default AI and default multiplayer substitution, which is a way to fix the base problem of if someone else has a plan you don't have, at least yeah. at the bare minimum, show some kind of random plane that might be similar or not to the plane that you're flying. That is something that is very different from what we had in FSX, which was basically the simulator trying to guess what kind of plane you had and then trying to choose between the add-ons and the planes you currently had. And sometimes that resulted in, well, sometimes hilarious things. Someone would have a Spitfire and they would believe it would be, you know, a 787. It'd be weird stuff like that. And, you know, at least it looks decent now, even though I'd say it's not necessarily better. But because we don't have a lot of add-ons or extra planes, there's no other substitution that you could have. As for FSX, now there's so many add-ons for it that you could find absolutely every different plane. Um, I do want to see a lot of planes show up and a lot of those system work, but there's a lot of work. And another point I wanted to make is don't necessarily rely 100% on the feedback snapshot top wishes. Those are just the wishes from the community towards what they believe is important or what they would like to have. And a lot of that stuff has been planned for 2021, 2022, and for the rough one like I Miss Trains, which assumes <laughs> they're building a train, which would be awesome. Um, that is 2022, 2023. Yeah. 
It's a huge yeah. task. And all of those are big ones. Helicopters, DirectX 12, weather system to third-party devs, scenery gateway, multiple screen functionality, replay functionality. Now, some of those have been things that are not necessarily, that were not believed to be high priority. They were part of the backlog. But there's a lot of other things that are part of the backlog, which is just believe the backlog as a list of tasks that need to be done. Um, it's not a backlog like, oh, it's on wait. Because as you go through this task, yeah, Essentially, it could be a waitlist, but it's a continuous movement between planned, we're doing it, we're researching it, we're testing it, and we're putting it to a next release candidate, and then it's out. There's there's a lot of task and testing and quality assurance, but at the very least, they have something that we don't see everything about. And we can we have proof of this because in, in many ways we've seen updates where they did not list absolutely everything in the update because that would be way too long to have a log with every single intricate thing. So usually they kind of generalize the language, then you see the details come up later. We don't know how many developers have worked on each of these little intricate things, but there's a lot of them. So eventually at the end, you know, the top wishes are not necessarily the whole list of things that a Sobo has in priority. So even though we'd be thinking, you know, well, some of the bigger things that they're listing here, they will work on, like, helicopters are a must. That is number seven with 643 votes. That is planned for 2022. Yes, it's something that is huge. It's, it's so huge that it can't be done just like this. And visibly, it's not a priority for them. Otherwise, they would probably thought of having something by August or December. There's just so many things to handle at once that it's difficult to even have everything, you know, instead of everyone focusing on one main project and switching, they have to have developers all over the place doing a lot of small things, eventually building up. And, you know, we talked about it again last week, but we believe DirectX 12 is directly related with the Xbox and the way it's being built. And... Further proof of it comes how they're saying not only is it started, but they're also planning to release for summer 2021, which coincides with the expected release of the Xbox version. So there's, there's just this whole mess of information that we're given, and people might be confused by that. There's, there's just a lot of things in there. And honestly, I'm quite proud of it, because it means the developers are quite transparent with the amount of details of work and even just the process. You know, the... The developer Q&A is full of detail that we might miss on the first time, but go back through it, listen to it again, and holy crap, there yeah, is a lot of stuff. A lot of things that you just, there can be really super quick yes-no answers that that can really enlighten you a little bit. And, and DirectX 12 is often, if not almost every time, it is mentioned in conjunction with Xbox. So that's obviously where I got the impression that I've said before that I think once the Xbox version and X DirectX 12 is done this summer, I think that it's going to reorganize or it will permit reorganization of the way that the simulator updates will come and that um, we might get a little bit more targeted. I mean, obviously it's going to be difficult if you've got this big deadline ahead of you looming that has to be done. It's a huge part of your of this 10-year plan going forward that you know they need to get that out. Obviously, the PC version was first. And that needed to, the rollout had to happen, and they've been doing their part to patch it and update it. Uh, now they've sort of stretched that out a little bit so they can beta test the updates a little bit more so we can have a little less 
um, bugs and things like that. Uh, but I think after this summer, it's going to be a renewed, uh, more precise way of um, getting these updates done. And I think it will benefit us all. I think we'll see a lot, a lot of uh, the little things will begin to appear a little bit more. I don't know that it will shrink those features. Like, I don't know if it's going to bring helicopters from 2022 into 2021, but I do think that some of these little things that we've all been mentioning and, and hoping for, I think it would make them a little bit more likely because this large pool of energy and, and effort will finally be, you know, done once that's out. So I think that might help a little bit. Well, there, there's just a lot of things. You know, DirectX 12 is not the only thing about the Xbox. We know the, the Xbox, especially the latest one, it makes sense, um, is going to use some kind of ray tracing and it's going to use all those new technologies. And we know that there's been a lot of requests about DirectX 12 and was it going to be more performance-based? Was it going to be more feature-based? Feature-based being DLSS, um, all the ray tracing and all that stuff. Which, don't forget... AMD is doing the ray tracing for the Xbox because AMD is the CPU slash GPU, which is a combination of both into one chip that's called an APU, and that's what the Xbox and the PlayStation are using. Therefore, you're expecting to get not NVIDIA ray tracing, but AMD ray tracing. Is there a big difference? No, but that means that you're using DirectX 12 to take care of that ray tracing. Um, or technically DirectX 12.5 or DirectX 12 Ultimate. And th there's a few names for it. But essentially, it's some kind of ray tracing engine that allows to do the same thing as NVIDIA. Ray tracing is not a new technology. It's just they managed to do some kind of early version of ray tracing. And it works on their current generation hardware. So why not make it better this way? But we're still about, I'd say, at least 10, 20 years behind before we have a full ray traced everything ray traced um environment and game so yeah i mean it, it's cool to have those features and if it can come to the xbox and take advantage of those it's another plus for microsoft because and this all goes into the microsoft ecosystem so it makes sense for me to have DirectX 12. just a quick side note i know it's been a little bit but want to thanks um nitro husker loud and nedley and uh Brand day one two three three for following us. That's very nice of you guys, as well as for that plane who a few minutes ago was very evil. Um, I think it must have been or a seven four seven or an A three twenty, and that thing was shaking around. <laughs> as Brandon mentioned, you know, <laughs> this guy was not nice to its passengers. Uh, that kind of thing, you want to just get a parachute and jump out. Well, you know, you need an excuse to replace the barf bag, so. <laughs> Ooh, that's a good one. <laughs> right. Barf bags are stale. Let's use them up, right? Um, <laughs> Never heard of these it's... things going stale. Yeah. Going through some oh, clouds. Oh, we can see the island. This is and, nice. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm glad to see the island up ahead now. Actually, with those reflections, it kind of looks scary. It looks like I'm falling down, in a sense, yeah. in altitude. Because there's the clouds that are very low. I'm about 3,400 feet right now. And I'm in the clouds, and clouds go even lower than me, and it has this reflection with the water. So as you get closer, it kind of gives this effect of the shadow of the cloud, or more the reflection of the cloud, plus the cloud kind of merging together, making you feel like you're going down in altitude. 
It's kind of cool. Yeah, it definitely. Yeah, I had the, like I said, the nighttime when I was trying to land, and I just had. It's funny how the sim can, can trick your eyes a little bit, and even though it was pitch black, and I just thought I was rolling over. Like, wow, you're wing down, wing down, wing down. I'm like, look at the instruments. You are not. You are not. And I had this. I don't know what made me get this feeling that I had overdone the turn, and. It wasn't. It was shallow. It was calm. I wasn't sinking. Then I got the impression, oh, not only that, you're sinking, and it's a weird, a weird sensation. And depending on what weather you're stuck in, I mean, we've had a couple of flights that we've done. I had one in Alaska that was unbelievable. I don't know. I mean, I don't know how the synthetic vision is in real life, but literally, it's the only way that I could get through it. There was absolutely no. There was nothing outside the window except complete IMC. There were mountains on all sides, but there was a river, and I just was following this river, and it bent quite a bit and quite abruptly, and I thought, I'm going to hit a mountain at any moment. There's no way I oh, can man. get here. And all the way to Annette Island, it literally took like two hours, and I thought, you're, you're dead. You're dead. There's 20, 30 times I said, you're dead. But somehow, and even with the, the runway, the only way I could, I think it was down to 200 feet, I couldn't see the runway at all. So I kind of looked at the VFR map and saw where my plane was in relation to the runway. And I'm not kidding you. At that moment, I said, well, it says it's directly in front. I saw the concrete. And literally, the wheels just touched down almost by themselves. So it was slow. It was right in the middle. But I could not see the runway at all. I couldn't see anything. And then all of a sudden, I went down just maybe three seconds or so. Yeah. Or less, even. And the, I... I'm like, oh, I've, I've cracked. And I thought I had crashed. And I was right in the middle of the runway. But I was so shocked I didn't take a I didn't take a screenshot or anything until it was done. I'm like, I'll never be able to prove I did that. But <laughs> So there are elements and there are times in the simulator that you're like. It's quite amazing. It, yeah, it really can make you feel, especially if you're really concentrating, you don't have a lot of distractions on the outside. Yeah. And you're allowing the what if factor to kind of be really <laughs> present in what you're doing. It's like, you let wow, it choose. Is, yeah. Yeah, so it's... Well, at least for, for many planes, you at least get this uh, artificial uh, view within the primary flight display. So you might get a bit of luck and be able to see where the runway is because those are drawn in there. Um, but yeah, that's a difficult one. So we're getting close now to the islands. So um, we're getting close to Tango, Quebec, Papa Foxtrot, which I believe we can fly through if we want to go for a touch and go. We can, because the real treat is just below. Um, <laughs> yeah. TNCM, which is a very famous St. Julianas airport. Uh, and this time seems that we're going to be coming in from the island. So just be aware that there are, in fact, mountains here. So you may have to stay close to the ground and then drop down and then go in for an approach and do that nice landing. Uh, so this could be a full um, a full stop landing and then we'll take off again. Maybe we'll take off from the same direction we landed at so we can get a bit of nice water around. We can see the coastal line. I would uh, say everybody check your fuel just to make sure if you want to you well, land going, at this We're going for a stop. Or... So yeah. technically you okay. could go for some fuel. At, at uh, Tango, I would say no. at Tango, Quebec. Um, no, I don't think we probably would. Well, for those who want to do a touch and go, you can. Uh, but I think the the true landing would be at TNCM. Okay. Yeah, there'll be a couple right after that as well because it's going to be 
another oh, yeah, real fun one. I'm just bummed out by started. the, I'm a little bummed out by the flight planner here because I definitely intended these to go over the, uh, over the airports to give the options to land. But I see that they yeah, basically have all it. curved around every single one that I picked. But there's nothing you can right. do about that. No. <laughs> it's just the sim. What I'll do next time is I'll load it into the sim, and maybe I can adjust it in the sim and then save it again. To ensure oh, that you mean like offsetting the points so that it looks like it's on the line when you're in the sim? Uh, maybe deleting the waypoint that's incorrect and just going to the actual airport and selecting it as an ad so that at least it will add the hmm. airport into the that... Microsoft uh, plan. I don't know. I think I've done but... it before. I think I've done it where it's been like this before and I just sort of loaded it into the flight simulator and then I went in to the plan I deleted the waypoint that curved and I just selected the airport and hit add and it added it directly so you literally went over the airport as opposed to some weird curve that missed it but I didn't think to do it because what I thought was I thought it did that most of the time with maybe waypoints that Microsoft flight simulator did not have so therefore it did a curve as an estimate but obviously, we know the simulator has these airports in it, so for whatever reason, there's well, something that is causing it to happen. Let's just say, from seeing what the the developer from Little NavMap mentioned, because um, you can see he has a lot of documentation on his website. He has um, a whole section at the very end about the limitations of the of uh, Little NavMap for FS2020. And he also has his GitHub, where he has all the issues listed there. It's pretty obvious. When it comes to flight plans, it is not perfect because there's no easy way of accessing right now any kind of SIDs or STARS. So those are your instrument um, departures and arrivals. So those are the procedures that you go for any kind of IFR flight plan. Um, but I'm guessing in this case, it could kind of be used for a VFR flight plan with the points. Uh, it still has a lot of difficulties because the SDK is not fully implemented in the sense that the Sim Connect, which is that little software that does the connection between the simulator and any kind of exterior software. So that would be any kind of external add-on that connects to the simulator. It would use Sim Connect. Sim Connect doesn't have the API calls to do all of those features. It's still lacking. So it's just a matter of time before it can do it. We're still waiting for that. Same thing for the multiplayer planes showing up in Little NavMap, for example. That's a feature that exists in FSX, but Little NavMap cannot show planes that it cannot get information from. So in this case, SimConnect does not have any kind of API calls to get other multiplayer informations. So we're getting there. I, I want that to show up eventually because seeing other planes is already a great, great thing. And if eventually they do the same thing with the FSX acceleration pack, where they have a little uh, ATC tower where you get a screen and everything and you can do some very basic ATC there, that'd be just be a lot of fun for people who just want to do some casual stuff. Um, yeah. And those who are serious about ATC eventually would go to VATSIM. <laughs> or for those who don't have enough time to take care of VATSIM, because VATSIM is a commitment, you know, just enjoy there. That's that's something that would eventually be a lot of fun. I think we're getting close there. I'm going to start descending because I'm at 3,400 feet. 
Um, I don't know if I'm going to do any kind of touch and go or anything like that. But you guys feel free to do that. Uh, it's up to you. I won't force it. A little bit behind here. Yeah, I'll be slowing down and, and everything. I don't know why. We do have some people behind ahead. On my routing. We do have yeah. some people ahead, like you're... I don't think I'm too terribly far behind, but I'm just crossing that first island now, so I think you guys are just about to come to the bigger island, so... Uh, maybe 10 nautical miles behind, so sort of something like that. Let me see, how far does it say? Yeah, the next little one is uh, 4.8, and then I think beyond that, maybe another 4 or whatever. So yeah, I might be about 8 nautical miles behind. <clears throat> are you pilot AS007? Uh, no, I would be F A R I S L E P I L O T. Far oh, I see. Yeah, uh, I see back there. Yeah. yeah, we have the same names on Discord as uh, in the sim. Ah, I got I'm formation by... from Juiced is uh, doing some nice formation flying. I'm getting buzzed by a giant turd pile. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I've been behind right here for most of the whole leg. Yeah, very good. Goodness. Thank you so much. I'm not lonely now. <laughs> got a partner in crime yes somebody that's willing to ex escort me across there that's cool don't worry we're only doing a touch and go i might just do do a circle that way you guys can catch oh. up um yeah, I got plenty of fuel. and then they'll set you guys for a nice approach um at st juliana's airport down there yeah. that's gonna be a fun one to land at is that our next one uh, that's after the silent, which we're going to do a touch and go at, but yes, that's our, there is an airport between, uh, that's up to you guys. It will be perpendicular to the way we go, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's one of those airports where if you were in FSX, most, for some reason, most multiplayer airports would be, um, down there at, uh, St. Juliana. And then eventually for some reason, you know, everyone would be flying there. So once you're bored of an airport, you go to the next airport. And <laughs> that's the next one I usually go to. Might be corny, but whenever I'm approaching a place I've never been, I get this big smile on my face like, Ooh, I'm, I'm, I'm coming to someplace I've never been before. And it's kind of weird. <laughs> but I, I seem to cool. catch myself doing it all the time. Like, oh, I've never been here before. Oh, that was rough. Yeah, honestly, it's kind of like the, the COVID travel method of, uh, of 2020. Yeah in 2021 now so yeah oh man Let's see if i can i didn't know that island was that big but it was small oh, for some reason. he's like right next to me let's see how you are do you need fuel yeah. power oil? i uh don't actually i'm doing pretty good what about yourself no i'm, pr I'm pretty low i only took off at 50 percent oh okay yeah i mean fuel is fine i'll switch tank again for me Oh, but we'll yeah, mine is just even right now. Dude, this is insane. Don't shut off fuel. No, I don't want to shut off fuel. We're about to touch wings. Yeah, that's what I'm always worried about is when I when it comes time to change the tanks, every time I think, you're going to shut it off. You're going to shut it off. It's like this little voice. You're going to shut it off and kill yourself. <laughs> like, shut up. And I don't. I, I haven't done it yet, but I don't know why every time it comes time to switch tanks, I'm like, oh, no. Yeah. Have you got have you got a key map for refuel and repair? I do, but for some reason, um, 
doesn't seem to work for me. Or in certain planes, it doesn't seem to work. So I could try that again just to see. In some of the bush flights, the airports don't have fuel or the fuel right. doesn't work. So you need to finish them. You need to have a uh, yeah a button map for refuel and repair. That's, yeah, that's no, why I, I did it. Try and keep it real. Yeah, that's why I did it because I had heard some people couldn't finish them. And I was like, oh, I need to remember to do that. I think part of my problem is I don't remember exactly. I think I maybe made it Alt-F. I can't remember if it's Alt-F or Control-F or Shift-F. So I just pushed them all. But in one of the planes, it didn't seem to work. I'm trying to remember what the circumstance was. Oh, I know what it was. I had, a, I had an incident on the world flight that um, I had to... For whatever reason, the plane ran out of fuel abruptly. I don't, I don't know why. Literally went to run into the bathroom super quick, came back out, and I'm like, what do you mean there's no fuel left? Well, it, it was no fuel, so I, was, I could hear the stall warning and stuff, but the plane was in pretty decent shape. So I managed to land on a grass strip, completely shut down and everything. Um, and then when I went to use that, whatever it was, Alt-F or the repeal, refuel and repair, it absolutely positively would not work. And literally, uh, I couldn't get the, because I couldn't get any fuel, I had to restart the whole sim and everything. So I actually had to stay there. I didn't have any intentions of staying there. It was, it was just an airstrip that was lit, of course, because it was nighttime. Mm -hmm. And um, it was something I thought that I could make. Luckily, I practiced that stuff all the time, so it was really went relatively well except for the fact i could not for the life of me refuel that plane no matter what i did so i literally had to restart it wow that was a nice screenshot there yeah I'm, that's what i'm doing right now is taking screenshots yeah but i also have an a320 with me for some see. yeah dude he escorted me all the way <laughs> he was like touching my wingtip with his like <laughs> oh i don't yeah, know how that was awesome Juiced. Okay. Seems if like I'm saying that right. Up. I don't know how you're doing it because I'm really poor at doing that. But oh man, when you see the nice. shadow, you know he's above somewhere. Let's see now, it's a big fish. <laughs> yeah, that's like one to fish. It's nice practice. Oh, very good. Uh, let's go straight overhead. So I'm looking smooth. Oh, you're all go. down there now. I see y'all. Yeah, I am literally overflying the. I love the huge plane. Funny. Sticking out. Yeah. And formation is always done completely by hand, correct? Most you don't, of the time. You don't yeah. dial anything in, do you? Okay. I mean, unless you're lazy and you just have the leader just have an altitude hold and then just handle the throttle, and then <laughs> you know steering. And um, you trim. Oh yeah, you need a and lot of trim. trim. Yeah. I have to get used to the trim wheel. I've never had one before. So, <clears throat> yeah, it's it's really great to have one. It's just, um, it's a little weird. And I tend to maybe over-input a little tiny bit. Well, not, you know, that, actually that's not true. I should say that I'm under-inputting when I need to maybe arrest a descent a little bit more quickly. And I tend to hold back a little bit. <clears throat> I'm able to stabilize, you know, as I'm climbing pretty well. Just got to get used to it a little bit. Now, I'm not quite sure where 
this runway is here, so I may just have to shut off my um, autopilot altogether and just sort of look around. Let's do that. I think the best way is to try and, if you can try and set your speed that you want to be flying and the climb rate that you want, and then uh, dial the trim in so then you don't need any stick input so it holds that speed is the sort of right order to do it in. All right. But don't use the trim to alter your speed, just use it to so that you can uh, don't have to put any stick input, any elevator input. Yeah. Okay, let's that not works. get too high because. I'm going to take the left side of the island so that we can go over that mountain and see through on the And of course, side. which side am I on? The wrong side. Well, that's kind of why I'm telling you this, is because that's how you go in there. And oh, I know the flight plan oh. goes there because it goes through the airport yep. and there, but it rounds that line to Because I think thing. this is, isn't this the, the beach that it flies over very low, or is that on the other side? From uh, me? Well, I mean, technically both do have... Uh, are you know the one where the 747 almost... Yeah, yeah, that that would be uh, TNC. That would be the second one. Ah, okay. Because the other one's more like at the end of the valley. Well, more like between two ridges and mountains. So. Quite like that airport, Grand Case. It looks quite nice. I got down low to get a good view of it. Actually, yeah, this whole area, I can understand why it's so popular. Yeah, it's lovely. Yeah. Islands, you can take any kind of plane, and you can have a lot of fun landing there. Um, tons of landing competitions actually happen around here. Yeah, the goal is really to, uh, for me, staying low, making sure I go around those mountains and coming for a landing straight in from the mountain. A P.S. If I die, the cat has just discovered that I'm actually flying because she woke up. Uh-oh. And now she will begin to, uh, hello, kitty, rub oh. up against the monitor, step on the keyboard, <laughs> bump the yoke. And do other various things. Oh my god, look at Goosey. <laughs> Watch out. Oh, nice. He's gonna wing strike. At yeah, least there's no crash collision in this multiplayer. FSX I wish there was sometimes, though. Wouldn't that be fun? I mean, uh, if you wanted it, gets, it. It gets annoying very quickly. In I FSX, Battle Royale. In FSX, Battle Royale. there is that, and it's, yeah. it's horrible. You'd always have it off. Uh, and kitty, you... kitty, kitty, kitty. You are... Of course I'm trying to live. Because <laughs> she rubs up against the, the monitor and she just swivels the whole thing. So oh, you thought you were okay and then it's like, okay, you're dead. Yeah, if you die, at least we'll know where to start the murder investigations. Wait, well, she already tried to crock up the podcast because uh, about an hour before we were coming on, she decides to go out, bolt, run down the street, no idea where she is. Turns out she's listening to me yell for her for 30 minutes underneath my car. Wow. Man, I'm going to watch the fat ass search for me for a half an hour before I show my face. And sure enough, she did. So now she's come. She decided, well, I didn't stop the podcast. So now let me see if I can kill him. <laughs> yep. Like Are we landing at Princess yep. Juliana? Full stop landing at Princess Juliana. You call what I'm doing right now to be a, a landing. Oof. Going around this mountain. I'm coming right up over the ridge here. Very crooked. I just came around that. Yeah, mountain. that's the fun part. There. Oh my, you're right there. Holy smokes. I need to, <laughs> I need to line I didn't know Twix Tricks was going to be that close to me. Wow. One great thing about the Cub Boy, you can drop all the flaps and just... Just glide her down. 
Oh exactly. yeah. Come in like. Yeah, that's my plan. As soon as I go over the ridge, flaps and whoosh. I've got the gravel cop mod. That's I see you, far aisle. You're right underneath me. Uh oh. So that means don't crash, right? Uh, go ahead. You you said you have the what? Uh, the gravel cop mod. That's oh yeah 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 yeah. I I actually have it. I just haven't. There's so much stuff I haven't bothered to install. I don't know why. I'm downloading everything and installing nothing. It's probably like um, trying to get everything as resources, but then not using them. I, I know that feeling. Yeah, kind of have to know that you have it and then you can decide, okay, I'm going to. It's having the choice or yeah. being sure that you have it regardless. Let's I'm see those landings. They sure made it look nicer than FSX. Sometimes I wish there was something that would take screenshots automatically for me. <laughs> you know, I, I sometimes forget to... Well, I'm using Greenshot, and I just have Shift Caps Lock uh, set as the keybind, and it automatically saves it in a custom folder for me. So Greenshot is the savior. I've been using the Windows print screen keys. Yeah, I cannot handle that anymore. Well, for multiple reasons. First, I do not have a print screen button on my keyboard. Oh. And so the snipping tool comes in handy sometimes, but not for flight simming. Yeah, that one's, yeah, that one's a bit of a pain. Okay, so reminder to those oh, who are wow. using X-Cubs, maybe time to refuel. Uh, wow, I'm at 20% on both. 20 and 19%. Yeah. That's pretty close. Wow. Park myself in front of this. You know me. Yeah, you can go to the box, or you could just murder. go and to the fuel tab. I'm just trying to see if I can do it the way that maybe it's supposed to be done. But you know, I started with the fuel tank, and I'm at 65%. Yeah, we had about 30% of fuel. Sorry, one but... thing I like about having a throttle is that you actually can quickly send it forward and then just pull it back right away. So you can just get yourself rolling, and yeah, yeah it worked. Nice. I'll be going right next to you, Far Isle, so if you exit, take your I left. I will be getting out of your way. Nah, it's fine. There's enough spot for both of us. Like, are we going to the next island from here, or are we, just, are we going to that other airport? Um, I think we can go to the next island. Because uh, yeah. we're already oh, in. TFFJ. Actually, I don't even... I'll probably take off so I face the, the water down there. That'll be more fun. So... Now, we'll be continuing our flight plan. We'll continue going southeast to Tango Foxtrot, Foxtrot Juliet. That's going to be fun. Oh, yeah. And thanks. One of uh, them I have not made very many successful landings at, so this will be. Oh, come on. Nah, it's practice makes perfect. You know that. So you'll be good enough. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to go through you, guy. And Twixtrix <laughs> just followed us, so. Thanks a lot. Um, time for takeoff. Want to turn? For some reason. Let's turn, turn, turn. What are you doing, Farhel? I don't know. It doesn't want to turn. It was really weird. It was it was turning pretty good, and then suddenly it's hmm. acting kind of funny on the rudder. But that's alright. I'll figure out a way. Could do with the brakes. I see a bunch of you guys already in the air, so I'll just start taking off. <laughs> Rudder is acting really weird. You know, the other day when we're flying and it was really dark, mm -hmm. there was this uh, fire truck that <laughs> went by. Uh, and when I mean really dark, I mean like pitch black. Like you can see anything apart from pretty much just your plane. It was 
very difficult uh, to see anything. Then the fire truck just comes out of nowhere and boom, and it suddenly gets pretty bright. I nice. didn't know they emitted that much light, but that was a savior. Uh, when I first tried the world flight, the little forklift thing that shows up once in a while. Yeah. I spawned, and it, we spawned as one. It was in the middle of my aircraft. So, Ooh. I took some screenshots of that because I thought, wow, this is a great way to start a world flight, isn't it? Yeah, that is. Some bizarre mutation. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew? It's actually quite Our nice seeing everyone take off from there. It's um, kind of reminds you of the past awesome. FSX and how everyone yeah. was doing that. So it's it's like it continues on. The legacy continues. Yes. It's amazing. I like it. I got a big smile on my face. Thank God nobody can see me. Uh, don't worry. Man. If you're on the next cut, you still get the smile. <laughs> that's correct. You see. Wee. Yes, that's the expression. The X cub is. There's the 14 of us, including the two on the ground. Nice. From what I can count. <laughs> to have a little group of people. I don't have my uh, flight plan zoomed in. I'm assuming it's that nice big rocky mountain, uh, uh, rocky island directly in front of us. Uh, negative. It's where Alex oh, no. so bought should be. Uh, okay. I removed the map for the screenshot. But, um, yeah, I can't quite tell what one is that's out there. We'll be flying like southeast and uh, it's that next island. Yep. Exactly, somewhere around heading, well, let's say 125. After that, heading 125, thank you. Man, that reminds me of my ATC days. Oh, uh, you were Brave Souls who managed ATC? Uh, yeah, I did a lot. Nothing serious like VATSIM, even though I did go through, go through the training stuff. I never went to VATSIM just because of the time requirements. They want you to do a number of hours and all that stuff. So I was like, yeah, I can't do that. But back then in FSX, yeah, having a combination of uh, the tower and little nav map and, you know, good old Discord server, having 10, 15 people at once, it's a lot of fun. Um, but sometimes... Do, do, do uh, educate my ignorant self. What is VATSIM? So VATSIM is an online network where you can be or a pilot or an air traffic controller. And it really goes to a pretty good level, I would say. So um, it simulates true air traffic control. So if you're a pilot, you can log in and you can start with someone who's going to control you from clearance, delivery, ground, all the way up to your landing. You even have center. And then as an air traffic controller, you can do any of those positions. There's formal training. You do get um, proper evaluations. It's a pretty serious thing. It's been going on, I don't know for how long, probably over 25 years, 30 years. Um, it's, it's one of the biggest networks. You also have um, a few other ones. You have IFAO. Um, you have POSCON. You have a bunch of them. Um, but it, it really depends on, on where in the world you are. For example, um, how would I say? IFAO would be more like European, I would say. There's a lot more Europeans going there. Well, VATSIM might be more American, uh, but they're they're pretty similar, honestly. Um, and then POSCON is the latest one that is still being worked on. They've been, I think, at beta for a year now. Um, and these guys are going full ham to the point where they're even simulating um, 
a lot of the physical things with radio frequencies, uh, quality of voice, they're, they're going full ham on it. Um, actually, the developers are really awesome, dude, Andrew Health. Um, met the guy at Flight Sim Expo 2019. There's, there's, there was a lot of passion, you know, just building stuff for the community. And so having a third network kind of adds a bit more competition because once Poscon came out with this one voice codec for um, for ATC, suddenly uh, the other networks follow and say, hey, you know what, we need to make our own codec to have this simulation or this or that. And so that's the competition that I love to see in the flight community. And uh, luckily that was one of the things that came up. There's lots of other examples we could talk about, but I think that's really one of the great things about it. And I think there's pilot edge for those who want um, a more professional side of things. Pilot edge would be um, more of a paid service where you have truer traffic controllers that are usually retired uh, that still want to do it part-time. So it's a paid system, but for those who want to have absolute quality and only people who really care about that kind of service, uh, that would be the best thing for you. Um, of course, none of this is sponsored. I'm just, this is just all the stuff that's around. So yeah, playing in a network would add more realism, radio and air traffic wise, right? So you'd be controlled. So it wouldn't be two people on the runway at once. It wouldn't be two people next to each other like the way we're flying right now it would be a big mess on vatsum um, oh yeah they'd be pissed i'm sure oh uh, yeah yeah the, right now this kind of stuff yeah it wouldn't pass what they would do though is they would probably separate us you know at least a mile and a half um and yeah we'd all have our flight plans would all be in contact right now probably with approach uh for the next airport and so on so yeah, that's that's what it would be. It's pretty cool, honestly. Uh, you do need to have some a few basics in radio communications and procedures. So usually they have tons of resources online so you can get started. So yeah, um, VATSIM, IFAO, POSCON, those are free uh, and it's all volunteer based. Uh, and then once you go in there and you volunteer as a staff and so on, then I mean, that's <coughs> the whole other thing. Um, I probably wouldn't get too much in there, honestly. But yeah, it's 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 a cool thing if you just want to fly and have ATC around and do a basic flight, you know. IFR clearance, you get your ground taxiways, um, and then the tower clears you for takeoff, and then you go with departure. Uh, they give you your squawks and all that stuff, and see, that's exactly that's honestly the stuff I've been looking into just because I'm trying to get my private at some point. I'm gonna start on that in the next year after COVID dies down. Hopefully, knock on wood. Nice. But yeah, definitely. Just figured I'd uh, hop in the flight sim to get some practice uh, and try not to develop bad habits. So, you know, getting on something that actually makes you talk like you should be, I feel like would be helpful. Yes. Actually, sure. a lot of pilots have issues in confidence with radio communications because yep. not only is it a difficult thing to get used to, but when you're not into that environment and you jump into it, you realize there is a lot going on. Because oh yeah, clearance... and from what I've heard on ATC recordings, they talk fast, and you got to be able to pick up on it quick. Oh yeah, I dread it. Well, that's why I like being on the ATC side, because yeah, not that it's easier, but it's actually a lot of fun to have all these multitasking. So that's why I love doing ATC a lot. Um, but yeah, it's it once you go through it, it actually is very easy. 
you know, like your clearance, you could take it out of basic levels, just like a craft acronym, uh, which just details, you know, craft, each letter represents something. Um, and this becomes the radio communication to confirm your flight plan and the clearance level. Then you go to ground, uh, you just tell them you're ready for taxi, and then they'll give you your taxi instructions. Then they'll ask you to contact tower or hold short of a certain point before contacting tower. So on. It's, it's a lot of fun because <clears throat> the procedures are not necessarily extremely different. They're usually pretty similar, especially, I mean, the FA, I wouldn't say just learn VATSIM or IVO and be good, but it'll build you at very least the confidence in, in radio communications. Uh, but I don't think it will replace any true world experience from from the people that I know that have used uh, VATSIM and who are also pilots, uh, private pilot license, of course. Um, these guys, it's it's a good practice, but I wouldn't call it you know a substitute. You still need to go and, and do your hours in the plane because it's a oh absolutely, but yeah, it's a lot it's of fun. Good practice. The tricky thing <laughs> is uh, getting a real life license was when you. You, you, when you're the busiest, like say when you're coming into land, that's when you get the busiest on the radio and it's when you need to pay the most attention on the radio. That is the hardest part, I think, about learning it. And I think uh, practicing on a sim could be good because you can re you can record yourself and make sure that you're getting the calls right um, and practice doing it while you're busy getting everything for a landing. Yeah, I agree with that. And, and really, you'll, you'll see where you struggle at very easily, right? Just going through a full flight and it doesn't have to be big could be a 30 minute flight kind of like the way we're doing right now go from an island to another um you might not go through a center but i mean a center is a center and then depending if you fly vfr and ifr sometimes you have a lot less radio communications to do vfr you might want a flight following so that atc can provide you any instructions in case something goes wrong but most of the case that will not happen so you're pretty much on your own ifr yeah that's a completely different thing also, didn't realize that was the airport we're going to go at for some reason. Yeah, so. I was trying to... I was not prepared for that, but I had a really good approach. So I got pretty lucky. That's nice with the X-Cub because you have a lot of handling. You can make a lot of abrupt changes if you need to and still constantly and gawking around. Here we go. The scenery and I'm like, oh, you're nowhere near where you're supposed to be. What a surprise. That's why I didn't get my pilot's license in... Real life. Well, one of the reasons, anyway. Yes, yeah, the thing I love about that kind of stuff is, you know, when you're learning with a, with an instructor, it's yeah, make mistakes, just not in the plane. Right. Everybody's like, you're gonna kill yourself looking around. You're right. So let's look around in the simulator. Uh, what is the heading from takeoff? I'm sorry. We'll be going heading two four zero for now. Heading two four zero. Thank you. So that was an awesome approach, though. Like, yeah, yeah. Even the takeoff. Uh, if you took off from the beach going up, you'd had that little road that would go around. That's just amazing, dude. Yeah, I, I've seen some people take off from this landing strip. I thought it looked familiar. Yeah, I think it's. Um, I think it was in one of the landing challenges. Not yeah, sure, though. it was. I think it still is. It's part of the activities. Is it? Uh, yeah, I think. Maybe. Let me just take a quick. And look. the one that's coming up is also another one that's. Oh yeah, like this area is the area for short yeah. runways, and the fun ones too, because honestly, the you don't see that kind of stuff all over the place. No. 
Now, I have been to the next one because I've tried to do the, um, tried to do the King Air landing challenge, which, oh, let's right. just say it was really so, hard to slow down. <laughs> I forgot about this, but yes, we just went from Princess Juliana International to St. Barthelemy, and then now we're going to Saba. Yeah, yeah that's... Now, Saba is a fun one because you really don't have a lot of runway. No. And you have rocks. No. Yeah. Especially at the end of the runway there, it's like, <laughs> it's am the I going to stop for before? Runways. You're taking off, it's like, well, am I going to clip that on the way up? And then as you're trying to land, you're like, am I going to get over that? So you, I, I try to come in from the wrong, when you're landing, let's go around the island. Yeah. Come from the other direction. So we're kind of like, coming oh, perpendicular, though, to the thing, because if we look at it... The runway, oh god, runway has this angle, so it's not necessarily the easiest to handle, but meh. The next cub is very forgiving, so we should be okay, but uh, that yeah. said. <laughs> I mean, it's funny, because the landing challenge has a TBM, or a King Air. King Air, yeah. You know, it, it has to have good brakes, because otherwise you're screwed. Yeah, you're done. And then you have to be in the center of the runway. So that's where you were going to go at first. You know, when you set that big mountain in the back. Ah, uh, yeah. And for those non-initiated to that kind of landing, um, slew mode exists. You just press Y, and then you press or hold F4. That will bring you back in the air, and then press Y again. Uh, that allows for those who <clears throat> may have the misfortune of landing and hitting the rocks. Um, if you don't have crash detection on, then slew mode will allow you to go back up in the air and hopefully continue your flight. So that would be Y, and then you can press F4. Um, F1 and F2 would be going down. F3 and F4 would be going up. And based on that, you could get some altitude and continue your flight without having to restart. Roger that. Uh, what what uh runway is it going to be? Um, so it really depends on how you want to take this. Do you want to take it from the north or the south? Preferably, I would take the south because that's where the landing challenge comes from, um, and that's I think where the it's most very fun hard would be. coming from the other direction. I've so tried it a few times, and it would be therefore runway thirty, as opposed to runway twelve. So runway thirty has heading three zero six. So if you want to come in from a landing from there, try to come from heading 306, and you'll be in the perfect axis. Perfect. That's what I need. Thank you, sir. I'm flying a plane without any flaps, so we'll see how it goes. Oh. So are you flying the cover or are you flying the extra 300? I am uh, whatever the stunt plane is, the red and black one. Yeah, extra. Or is that the pits? Uh, is it the... It's not oh, the jet, it's or... It's got the number three in it. I know that, at least. I couldn't tell you the full name, though. Yeah, you're flying the Pits 3 special. Okay, yes, oh, really? I think that's right. The biplane? Oh. Do, does it have two wings? Negative. This is not the plane I'm flying then. It, does it have very low stall speed? Like you can land with 20 knots? Or take off with 20 knots? I would not be surprised. I, I'd believe it. You're not. Uh, wait, no, it's, it's an extra. It is an extra brand I can yeah. see on the tail. Oh, okay. <clears throat> I just did some pretty kick ass uh, BFRs around a. New York, because I downloaded New York Skylines. You know, it's fucking great. What plane? Oh, I did it in an extra 300, and I every time I had a controller, I did a loop. I asked if I could do a loop over the airport, <laughs> and we're like, sure. 
Yeah, I need to fly that plane a little more often. Yeah, I haven't flown it very. I flown it is the a lot a of fun. Bit. Absolute it's, it's fun, but like you, you have to realize there is no trim. This is all stick. Oh yeah. You constantly wow. have to have your hand on your stick. Okay, like it's just you have to like concentrate. I'm gonna stop talking now because I realize what can I, what I just said. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's fine. Wow. Sometimes people trim their planes and kind of rest a bit. Um, but you the cannot do that in the extra. Yeah, that's impossible. I mean, if you're in an A320, yeah, you could totally just get the autopilot to trim everything out. Certain other planes, Cessnas, you could tr definitely trim that stuff out. Um, so it's not like a malpractice for sure. But yeah, I mean, I'm constantly, yeah, I don't use trimming too much. I tend to use it for long flights like this one. But apart from that, I don't trim. Do you mean autopilot? Because, you know, I hope you turn the autopilot on before you start using your own trim in an A320. Uh, the autopilot kind of does the trim for you most of the time. Yeah, no, I'm just screwing with you. But, I mean, the day you mess up your trim is the day you have an MCAS. It's the day... Rip. Mm, yeah. Yeah. That was, uh, for those who didn't get the reference, that's the uh, 737 Max software. Sad story. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the software. Oh, wait, so wait, so it forced the trim into place? Uh, essentially, it was pushing the plane to go down as a result of what the sensor believed to be a plane going up. So it was trying to push the plane down. Now, I don't know oh, if it God was damn. specifically using the trim, but I do remember the trim wheel being part of the incident. So maybe it was actually using the trim. Um, the issue that did arise from is those they only had one sensor. So if that one sensor failed, you were plunging down to the ground and they failed to mention it or failed to mention any of the system, its components or how to turn it off in the documentation, as well as mentioning when selling those planes that pilots needed minimal, if not any training. And uh, very sadly, they also hid some facts away from the FAA and they killed 400 people. So. Maybe more than 400, but roughly. So that's that's kind of sad. It's 389. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> and none of the executives are made to pay for it either. No jail yeah. time. He just decided. <clears throat> it just depends. I, I need to know who signed off on it, you know, because there, there's yeah. always supposed to be a fail-safe in a system that's that important to public life. Always. Well, they were really, really panicked about having to require extra training. They were already behind on the 350 coming out for Airbus. And it's well, they were, it kind of they pushed were behind them to making adjustments. As well that's what I meant. Yeah, that's but what they had a, yeah, the, the A350 was also uh, it was the It was the cause for the rush to try to, they couldn't, obviously they couldn't develop a new aircraft altogether. That's what made them turn to the 737 and attempt to uh, make these modifications on this 50-year-old design in order to try to push out something that required very little extra training on the pilots. And they figured they could basically slip in this MCAS system and it would take care of everything and you wouldn't have to go through a lengthy retraining process, which would save money and time and it would convince people well, to... Well, it's, it's also for the, the basic fact and... that by using the same design, but by having uh, more powerful engines and having a different center of gravity, 
your plane was not behaving the same way. So you needed some kind of way to offset that. Well, the that. engines would hit the ground. The engines were too big. They're going to hit the ground. They didn't think, well, let's just raise the landing gear so that we could put this larger engine on the, on the airframe. And There's just a lot of stuff that did not yeah, make sense. Yeah, a lot of stuff that... There was yeah. fraud in the background, or at least they were definitely yeah. hiding stuff. That, that got out. Um, there's still yeah. stuff that we're finding out about Boeing. There was also uh, a very bad culture, corporate culture, a lot of stuff that's been found. And the FAA is also to blame on this because of their certification process, which honestly is abysmal compared to the European commissions, for example, in, in certifying uh, plants and airworthiness. kind of changed over time. Boeing changed a little bit and they had a little bit... A whole new executive. <clears throat> well, you know, when you have to spend a, a solid billion to redesign, yeah. to get a new design out, if yeah. you can save money, you'll go through it. Sadly, they did not. Oh, my God. Okay, well, <laughs> um, no, nah, it's just... Where are you guys me. flying to? Saba. The dreaded. Yeah, the dreaded <laughs> Saba. That's Smallest commercial. To reiterate, we want to come in at heading 306. So coming to the left side of this mountain. A firm. That's why I'm to the south of the line. If you look on my map, I'm below the red line. That way I can come in for an approach this way. But yeah, you guys go ahead and I've reduced my speed so I can reduce my altitude because speed is a major factor in this. So try holding is, the same altitude. What is Saba's ICAO because it's not Saba? Uh, there'll be Tango, November, Charlie, Sierra. TNCS. Uh, do you happen to know altitude of this runway? Uh, stand by for that. So, uh, this should be at. Where are you guys departing from? Oh, I see some of you. Saba should have an elevation of 125 feet. What is your call? What is your name on the in the game? Uh, flying Cookie. Cookie. Yep. I don't see you anywhere. Did you guys just take off from that TFFG Islander Juliana? Uh, well, we passed through Juliana, but then we took off again from St. Bartholomew, which is um, Tango Foxtrot Foxtrot Juliet. So, where are you going? Okay, wow. There's a lot of people going into Sala yeah. right now. Jesus fucking Christ. We're yes, about to uh... send it. Full send, boys. Let's get it. Yeah, we are. I can't even see Cookie. I'm further at the back. I kind of wanted to see you guys, and it's quite cool, actually. Uh, I can't see you in the game. I'm trying to, like. If you see Fire Old Pilot, uh, Juiced, um, Andre, if you see The Grand, Pilatus, uh, Sir Latobius, Supreme. What aircraft are you guys flying? Uh, We're in an X Cub. Some people could be in a Beechcraft, uh, Cessna. Those usually do. If you get a faster plane, you can't land. So sorry, wise Zulu or Yankee Zulu, Yankee 350. Sorry, bud, you can't do that. At least if you want to land with a big plane on this runway, because gonna be. I love how someone's name is Moldy Pink Taco. Oh man. Some of the some All of the right. funniest things are the are the names that people use. So. Oh man. So I've it turns out there's rocks. Yes. Yeah. I just saw Sir Death and Destruction is the real you name. You might want to airport, mine the but... rocks on the other I've... side of the runway. I don't think I've ever successfully but... landed here, so this should be another in the repertoire I of did. disasters. But... I've never I done any X-Cup. 
Oh my god, what am But I, I know to be as slow and as slow as possible and maintain that altitude and slow speed and I come in. That's what that's what I do wrong chances. all the time. I always approach incorrectly because I'm thinking it's somewhere else than it actually is and you know, Although, an approach is about 80 to 90% of a landing. Yep. And I'm terrible at them sometimes, so So why don't they remove those rocks? Um they like because they like the ambulance it. people like to have something to do. No, I, I like to. Have <laughs> Honestly, rocks. I think they don't remove the rocks because they probably have to like shut down the airport for a little bit, and it probably caused damage to the airfield to get. Rid I of think them. they don't want larger jets to be able to fly in, and well, and kind of mess up the little community there. So anyone who goes oh through there God, needs dude. to be trained. So regardless of rocks or without rocks, you need that training. Oh dear. And then for whoever comes in afterwards, and you know, if you remove oh, no. so much of those restrictions, I don't know, it might be too easy and therefore not fun. <laughs> Who knows? Oh my and god, everything. I think I lived. I lived! Did you? <laughs> I just love how there's all those name tags right there, and it's just like, yeah, that must be a mess. I throw on the break. Screenshots here. Oh my god, all these people. Wow. I ended up rolling almost all the way to the end here so it's a little bit uh anyways yeah. um yeah, that was great it was fun yep that was a nice great thing so with us. awesome yeah thanks everyone for joining us that was a great flight um lots of fun and lots of you guys this time as well so thanks a lot for joining uh do this every thursday uh that's usually 7 p.m eastern time that's about midnight utc see we didn't get that look we got zero 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 on on UTC, so technically it's the next day UTC, so that's quite weird. Midnight UTC, but yeah, thanks a lot for joining um, every Thursday, and uh, usually we post this on the forums regardless, so you should have uh, a notification of the next time through there or through Twitch, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. Yep, thank you. Awesome, yeah, thank you for putting this together, guys. Thanks for joining. Thank you. Thank you. Right on.